Hello, everyone. Welcome back to season two mm-hmm. of the Women in My World podcast. And today we're flipping the script a little bit. I'm going to be interviewing Sherry. Mm-hmm. Normally she is the one asking all the questions, so we're going to throw her for a loop and do it ourselves this time. Um, so there's a lot of exciting things happening mm-hmm. with the Women in My World. Do you want to share some of yes. the new, the new, new? <laughs> the drum roll. <laughs> we have launched the Women in My World Org. And we are super excited because it is live and you can go on right now and download, actually subscribe, and you'll get five days of the Consider the Lilies devotional for free. And um, we want you to connect with us. You, we're going to start building this out and we're going to be launching new content creation. We're going to introduce you to lots of incredible women in entertainment and media around the country and around the world eventually. Uh, there's so many things that this site is going to be doing. So make sure you go on, check us out and start yeah. sharing it with a friend. Yes, yeah. do it. So this is our new studio that is in the works, which mm-hmm. you'll hear a little bit more about in the near future. Yes. So first question, mm-hmm. as we all know, is what is your definition of success? Ooh. Well, you know, I love that question, Micah. I think my definition of success is making sure that day in and day out that I am walking in the calling on my life that God has called me to, um, into relationship first and foremost with him Mm -hmm. and then my family and then uh, with all of the women that he's called me to, to walk alongside of. And I think that is just ultimately the the definition of success is to continue to walk out and be in God's will for your life mm-hmm. and do it with a joyful heart. And um, when you are open to whatever it is that God is calling you to, and you work diligently unto him, you will see the fruits of your labor. And that ultimately leads to success. Mm-hmm. Love that so much. So how does a boy mom mm-hmm. <laughs> end up starting a women's ministry and let alone not just a women's ministry, but a women's ministry in the entertainment industry, which is known for exploiting women, known for being um, male dominant and for, you know, for good reason. Like a lot of the jobs in film are, you know, yeah. more male oriented sometimes. But mm-hmm. how how does that come about? Yeah, that's such a great question because really it wasn't something that I was seeking out trying to figure out how to do myself. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't something. In fact, there's times I joke around and I, when God, you know, called me to women, I was like, oh, I think you've made a mistake. <laughs> I just don't, I really don't think this is the woman you're calling to do this. And, um, and, and really what it was, was that God just had a different plan on my life. And I think so often when we actually can see things specifically visions, dreams, ministry, things that are so much bigger than who we are and our ability, mm-hmm. then we can really start tapping into knowing that it's a God, right? A, a God vision. Yeah. Otherwise we would take credit for it. Exactly. <laughs> and so for me, it's absolutely, um, it has to be him all the time. And there have been many a times that I've kind of fallen back away again, uh, from focusing on God's women. Mm-hmm. And he reminds me very quickly. In fact, I think it'll be funny someday when I, when I go to be with the Lord and people still have my devotionals, mm-hmm. they're going to be able to flip X amount of pages. And it says, make sure you don't forget my women. <laughs> make sure you don't forget. Like God is like so in tune with that for yeah. me. But really the way that it started off was, um, you know, my husband and I were working, we had helped to create a coffee shop 
called Hebrews mm-hmm. and in our church uh, at Calvary in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, I couldn't have any more children. Levi was our last and then went to Hollywood and in 2009 after starting to work in the industry for a short time. And, but, you know, it was funny because God was always calling me into being in these situations even when I was on set early on where I always felt like I wanted to learn something else besides just being in front of the camera Mm -hmm. and really was excited about the relationships that I was forming there. And so once we got to Hollywood and I was still there working, I was really struggling in an acting class because I had never actually trained. And so here I was working with the incredible John Kirby and all of these incredible people. And I sat in this little class ready to give up and God just spoke to my heart and he said, you're here for my women. And I think that was the moment that I really started to, to, to realize that God was calling me to something so much bigger than what I could have ever imagined, because it really did remove me from the situation as an actress Mm -hmm. or anything entertainment based at all. And really it just put me into perspective that I was to pursue relationship to really work and love on his women. Mm-hmm. And so he ended up calling me there shortly after to say to me, you know, I want you to start a group. I want you to bring women together to praise my name first, mm-hmm. always about praising him first and then praying. And so we went from two to 25 and it's now a couple hundred, if not mm-hmm. more. And it's just an incredible uh, group of women that I get to keep that I, that I keep seeing the growth of these women and, and specifically for such a time as this, that God is calling women of this magnitude into being the Christ-like followers that he's calling into storytelling, mm-hmm. that he really does want to hone in and create those as his leaders mm-hmm. and his influencers for him and for the kingdom. And so I, I just am able now to step in and be part of that calling and mm-hmm. to continue to work with really incredible women that are telling powerful Christ-like stories. So yeah, so much more to come. I love that. And what keeps coming to my mind, it's interesting. You said like, okay, God, are you sure that you want to call this woman to this? Cause that's, yeah. that's yeah. not what I was thinking. It's, you know, I don't think anybody thought David would be the one killing Goliath. I don't right. think anybody would have been like, Oh, Moses, like, some scholars think he may, might've had some kind of like speech impediment. Like, Oh, he's going to be the mouth to like talk right. to Pharaoh. Like he's going to be the one that let the Israels go, right. Israelites go free. you know, like God really does use our weaknesses are mm-hmm. the points where we're like, is that really what we have to do? Like, and he, he just, he does so much with those. So I love that yeah. even in the midst of you questioning it, you're like, okay. And he just keeps reminding you every time you kind of want to walk away from it, be like, mm-hmm. ah, it's not for me. He's like, no come back, do what I've called you to do and everything else will fall in place. Mm-hmm. You can keep striving on all the other stuff, but you're going right. to run yourself ragged. Right. So I love right. that he, he does that. So that started, how many years ago was that? Gosh. Well, I think the very first time that I, mm-hmm. I started to see God calling me well into the industry, it was early two thousands. But then mm-hmm. when he called me specifically to pick up this mantle in, with women in entertainment and media was in Hollywood, uh, in 2009. And then I started the women's ministry portion of it in 2010. And that looks a lot different than it, you know, it looks a lot different 
then than it does now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in 2010, as I started bringing women together, it was weekly in my home. Mm-hmm. We were studying identity and the attributes of God and honing in on our talents and our gifts and really just, you know, focusing on an overall umbrella of identity, whose we are, who's what are what it, what is the plan that God has laid out before us? How are we walking in it? And so that's really what that and and it was week to week. I mean, my mm-hmm. house was full every week, and now it now it looks a little differently. But mm-hmm. yeah, but that's I think part of it too is you got to have the small beginnings, you know. Mm-hmm. And but that is what it's about. Like you said, right. it's about relationship right. and having community because this industry is pretty cutthroat, and yes. especially women can get, let's be honest, ladies, we can be competitive yes. and get to where you you see everybody else in the industry as competition. And so I think it's beautiful that he's called you to bring women together, mm-hmm. and that's a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. So um, tell us about this space. Going from yeah. you know having 25 women in, crammed into your little home in L.A. to having um, a space in your home that you're going to be able to create mm-hmm. part of the vision that God's put on your heart. I'd love to hear about it. And yeah. then um, how he's just not only been, been preparing you mm-hmm. for this new chapter in the women in my world, but also even just preparing this space for what he wants to do with it. Yeah. Well, it was funny because when Matt and I moved from Los Angeles, we lived in a, our home. Our main home was 1500 square feet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you can imagine like I didn't have a pantry. I didn't really have a closet. <laughs> um, or maybe I should say Matt really didn't have a closet. <laughs> Um, but, but I, I didn't have a whole lot of space to do much, but what we did have, there was always given to everybody that, that came. I can attest to that. I lived in <laughs> one of the bedrooms that was probably kind of a closet you turned into a bedroom, not a closet, no. but it was like a small it was a bedroom you turned into a bedroom. Almost. Yeah, it was a, it was, you know, it was kind of the makeshift. It didn't have a closet. So technically, right. but, but we always felt like that was the room that no matter what, it was just kind of like this cycling, you know, mm-hmm. recycling door. And so we always believed that God had given us this home to open our door to usher in and disciple or to mentor or to help guide into the industry. And so you and many other women mm-hmm. who came to, to live in this house, um, but so then when Matt and I decided, well, I shouldn't say that because we didn't decide to move to Georgia. God <laughs> called us to Georgia. Uh, so God, cause I remember praying that too. I, I really have come to a place and space where God has to call me out and put me in a place. Um, and I, I have to be willing to go and then I have to, I have to do life to where he's called me. And it was mm-hmm. the same thing in LA. It's the same thing here. And so when we came to Georgia, I wasn't really sure what that was going to look like. And so as we started to, um, as we really started to grow deep roots here, God gave us a new home and he gave us a much bigger home. I can tell you how big, but a much bigger home. <laughs> and, um, you know, you all in the South do basements. I don't even know, you know, that was like a new thing for me. So, <laughs> so it was like, okay, wait, what are we going to do with all this space? Now, mind you, Matt and I are empty nesters mm-hmm. and it's down to Matt and I and a schnauzer. And, and so I thought, God, what are you going to do with this? And I just will never forget that Matt and I are sitting in church one morning here at our church restoration in Alpharetta. And the Lord just as clear as day spoke to my heart. And he said, you're going to birth many more women out of this home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
this body God is not birthing any more women. Uh, so what does that mean? And so very quickly he started to show me that he was getting ready to do something with this home. He had given us this home and the space to do exactly what we had done in LA, mm -hmm. being faithful in the small things. He was getting ready to give us much bigger things. He gave us this home to do more now with women and to help them in this industry, working through this industry leadership. But the other portion of it is the downstairs basement, mm -hmm. which we're talking about. And we're actually streaming from, we're going to take you on one of the journeys, one of these days through it is actually almost like a second house. And so what we are doing here is we're actually starting to develop this entire space to become a working studio mm -hmm. so that we can actually employ women we can train them up. We can provide education and tools and resources and creating content that actually facilitates discipleship, mm -hmm. uh, powerful voices in the industry. And so we can do all these things through this particular space and place down here in this basement, creating incredible content that then can turn back and give back to women again. And so I think the way I'll end this is one of my favorite things is we just did a leadership um, gathering and Bev Holloway was mm -hmm. here and she said, I think we should go down in your space and I think we should pray mm -hmm. and sing and write all over. And so we literally came downstairs, uh, quite a few of us, and we walked through this basement and we prayed and we sang and we cried and we wrote all over scripture verses. Mm -hmm. And we've really dedicated this space and everything that happens here to the Lord. And so... I cannot imagine. I mean, I am like thrilled beyond my wildest dreams of what God is going to do <laughs> through this space. And every day I just, I'm like, I can't believe that I get to be a part of it. It's, it's so exciting. And I yeah. love it so much. So moving forward, mm -hmm. what is your vision? Like what vision has God been birthing in your heart and soul for the women in my world? Yeah, that's such a great question. There's there's a lot to it, but really it comes down to really empowering um, Christian women in entertainment, entertainment and media and discipling them through the process to educate and help facilitate them to put them in the workspace to be leaders and influencers mm -hmm. for Christ. It all comes down to discipleship education, resources, and really um, teaming up with others to put these women in places and spaces to be leaders in the entertainment world. Mm -hmm. We've got to start really curating back the, the stories that we want our families and others to be a part of that are really inspirational and mm -hmm. faith-driven and uh, character-driven. Mm -hmm. And so I'm believing that the women in my world are going to be a part of that. And how do we do that? We actually start by creating the disciples and the Christ-like followers first and foremost, educating, providing resources, uh, and then putting them out there to be those that are making the decisions to change the world. Yeah. I mean, it's the great commission to create mm -hmm. disciples. And then 100%. on top of that, specifically women, older women are to, yeah, to minister and bring up the younger women. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what you're doing. And you, I just think it's so beautiful how God has started that. And you probably didn't even know what he was doing at the time, you know, mm -hmm. at the time when you had, you know, women in your Bible study meeting on a weekly basis, I don't know that you ever thought it would be, oh, we're, Women in My World is going to have a studio. Oh, it's going to be a right. full-on nonprofit. Oh, we're going to have a website and all these right. things. I know. You know, no. and be able to reach people who you may never never be able to physically meet in person, mm -hmm. but it's going to spread so much further and wider. And I think that's so cool how, um, yeah, God's doing that. And we're so excited to see what he continues to do in that. 
You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. I want to know, how does God remind you to keep going? Because mm. let me tell you, spiritual warfare mm. is a real thing. <laughs> Very much so. We've been dealing physically and spiritually. with that yeah. um, as a lot as of late. Um, but just when you're tired, when, you, when you're like, you know what? I would rather go play pickleball. <laughs> I would rather just hang out with my dog and my schnauzer. Like, what does God do to remind you? that you are here for such a time as this? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, he, he always reminds me first and foremost that he's faithful. Mm. He really is truly faithful (laughs) and he it's being reminded going in and going through the steps to remember what God has done. You know, Mm -hmm. it talks about this in scripture where we, we, we so easily forget what he's already done in our lives, Mm -hmm. what the promises have been made and he's already fulfilled them. And a lot of times it just means we have to wait on his timing. Yes. So that's very tough. And, and, <clears throat> but, but I think what I have to do is be reminded again of his faithfulness. And then also that, um, that, that it, this dream, this vision, this, whatever it is, this, all of this that he's calling to me to is far greater and bigger than I am. Mm-hmm. And he really is the God of the impossible. So he has to be the one to take us into and launch the women in my world. He has to be the one to bring financers to finance mm-hmm. content. He has to bring the one, the ones that he's chosen as the women to be those Christ-like followers that he's going to launch out and put them into places to tell stories. Um, and so I need to be diligent to sit back, do the work that I'm called to do on a daily basis, have faith and trust in him and, and continue just to walk out and work the plan. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, that's when I find myself in a really good position to understand that it's all about his timing and Mm -hmm. his resources and his people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. Mm -hmm. Why do you feel like having Christ-based influencers is so important? Like what does influence mean to you? How do you think Mm -hmm. that is going to touch this generation? Well, I think that Christ-like followers, it's really important because number one, you know, I always think of it this way as like, just even thinking about scripture, the word, you know, uh, first and foremost, we're called to love, love God first and foremost, Mm -hmm. and then others. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about that, who are we putting first and our culture really is saying, put yourself first, Mm -hmm. be a narcissist, Mm -hmm. be, be about yourself. And that's not what God says in his word. It's really about being about God and being about others first, and then he will fulfill through that. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think it's important to put people in position that have those Christ-like values so that they can value God, 
value people and then we value the content that's being created. Mm -hmm. It's God honoring, it's family honoring, it's women honoring, it's marriage honoring. You know, we, we see the depth of depravity all around us, whether it's something that's influencing our children nowadays, just sexuality, immorality, and what we need to do is stop looking at the world and putting worldly figures in those places. We mm -hmm. need to take people that really do value God first and our and and others second and then our careers like those are the like we need to go through those steps and i think it's important to walk through that process without those christ like figures and those influencers we all of a sudden we're right back to where we are today i think that's what we're seeing today we're seeing a narcissistic society focusing with on them within themselves mm -hmm. and really we see the darkness that's prevailing mm -hmm. Um, and I, I believe really that, you know, focusing on women influencers specifically, you know, there's an, a lot of incredible men and I've loved the movement for men, mm -hmm. for Christ-like men mm -hmm. to be leaders. Um, and I think we're at a place now in this day and age that we have to do the same thing with women. Mm -hmm. We have to unite with women and be reminded that there are powerful stories that women are going to tell. Mm -hmm. and that they will also influence the culture, but they've got to be doing it for Christ first, others second, and then the rest will follow. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that so much. And I think it's hard in this industry um, because it is so narcissistic. And then mm -hmm. the society right now yeah. is very much about self-love and, you know, manifest right. this for yourself, manifest that yeah. for yourself. But it really does lead to such an emptiness. Like mm. I've experienced that myself. It, it, it really does. And I love that. I feel like the way that you approach set from my personal experience of being on set with you and having mm. experience and, and watched you, how you work on set, it really is about serving mm. while being on set. I feel like you talk about that anytime you coach people, I feel like you talk about that, you know, like serving the project, serving mm -hmm. the, who you're working with, serving, um, the story, like mm -hmm. what, to, I guess, what does being a good servant look like to you? And how mm -hmm. is that? I feel like it really is the most liberating thing. And the most mm -hmm. fulfilling thing is to be a good servant, you know, and mm -hmm. that's very, very mm -hmm. countercultural right now, but I'd love to hear your <laughs> thoughts on that. Well, it is. I mean, we've been sold this like really kind of strange, you know, 20, 30 some years of these self-help books. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's really been a culture, you know, um, and I'm not saying like, don't take care of yourself yeah. and, you know, don't take care of your health or whatever that looks like. You, you know, do need to pour out of the full cup. A hundred percent. I believe being mentally and physically, spiritually balanced is very important. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that the world has taught us, and especially with social media, I mean, let's face it, everything mm -hmm. is about a selfie or an image or how many followers or how many likes. And, and, you know, nowadays, even social media, they can tell what a person's adrenaline what's happening with an adrenaline and how they mm -hmm. go onto a phone mm -hmm. to look up the next thing because of what, how many likes they received on an image. Yep. And so whenever we're looking and taking steps as a culture from that perspective, mm -hmm. uh, that's about self. And we are, we've been created by a creator to, we, we need, we need God. Mm -hmm. We've been created to need God. We've right. been created to glorify God, not to create or to glorify ourselves. Not to make ourselves God. As God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and it's completely countercultural today mm -hmm. to, to be that. And so 
Um, I think when you serve others, people really do understand how much you desire that you love them, Mm -hmm. that you respect them, that you want to be in relationship with them. Uh, I think when you serve them genuinely, and it Mm -hmm. has to come from a very genuine spot, um, you, you really then start to see a actual authentic relationships, you know, also formed. Cause mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Micah, like, I think I serve people on set, but I also know that people come back and when they work with me, they serve me. You, you, mm-hmm. you're, you are, I mean, beyond measure you, Stephanie Lanier, like you women serve me greatly. And I think it's just a love and a respect and in a, a portion that we know that God has created us that way. Mm-hmm. And we want to do that for one another. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's so many conversations to have in it, but we, we've got to get away from this, um, you know, this, this world that it's all about me. And I've, mm-hmm. I've got, I've got to be the success. I've got to be the one in the spotlight. I've right. got to be, and man, I don't know about you, but when I've done that, I feel like I crumble really fast. Mm-hmm. But when I put others first, all of a sudden God elevates me. Like I have never thought that I was going to be elevated. Right. Well, if I remember correctly, the reason you went to LA because you were going to be a big movie star. I was. I was. I was <laughs> like, gonna oh, I'm going to be a soap opera star. I was going to be a soap star. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then how did you take that when God was like, you're here for my women? Like, was it an immediate yeah. like, shift and you're like, oh, I'm so excited about this? Or are you kind of like, but, but yeah. I wanted to be the star. Like, <laughs> did you have to wrestle with that? Or how did God kind of grow that in you? Yeah, I definitely had to wrestle with it. Um, you know, it wasn't immediate. I, I think I've fought the charge of being, you know, in this place for these women. I, I know that it's women are a challenge. I'm a challenge, you know, and I, I'm at <laughs> an age. Ask any husband. <laughs> ask any husband. I, I at least know I'm at a place in my life where I can admit to certain things. And, um, you know, and also at the same time, you know, God created us to be these really incredible creatures as mm-hmm. well. And so, you know, um, I, I just, I went to Hollywood with an expectation because of what I thought God was calling me to was to be the movie star. Mm-hmm. And I had it all laid out. I was going to be a soap star. I was going to work five days a week. I was going to, you know, have my family taken care of and I was going to go do my job and I'd make six figures and then I would come home and I'd have Mm -hmm. health insurance and then we would live this great life Mm -hmm. and, you know, and everybody would know my name. Yeah. And, um, and that's, I mean, that was really my vision. Like I was like, that was it. And I love, you know, I think soap stars are huge, (laughs) but I actually kind of like sit back and kind of like chuckle to myself because I go, wow, like God made me a movie star. Like, what? <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. he did something far greater than I could have ever anticipated. In fact, my little feeble brain was thinking on such a small scale mm-hmm. when he did something so, so greater, but I struggled and I, I still, there's times I still struggle in my life is that, you know, cause the enemy creeps in. But the other thing I'll say about this whole thing is what God has shown me. And this is another topic for another day, but these movies that you and I get to be part of, mm-hmm. they're ministries. Mm-hmm. When, when he called me to October baby, I remember getting so angry that I had five minutes on screen. Who would have thought that I was only getting five minutes on screen if nobody else could see my mug for five minutes? I mean, it was like beyond my wildest imagination, right? right? 
And, and I remember God calling me in that moment. No, no, no. And that was the moment that I ended up confessing my sin. And I had no idea what God was going to do. That was 2010 to see what he was going to do in 2012. He launched a ministry. He launched, mm -hmm. launched a women's group. He launched me being able to minister to the post-abortive woman, to mm -hmm. teenage mothers. I mean, he's created books. He's done, he's done far more than I can have ever imagined. Your question was though, do did I did it take me a while? Yes. Do I still doubt on certain days? Yes. Am I human? Yes. Do I have to stay very tapped in and connected to mm -hmm. God? Yes. Um, but I do know that his plan is far greater than mine, like I just said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For those of you who have not seen October Baby, so I can hear this, um, <laughs> go watch it because you'll hear more of Sherry's story and you'll see mm. how God use those five minutes yeah, to really make the film a lot more impactful because it wasn't just about your character on screen. It was about your testimony was woven into that character mm -hmm. and the whole story of how you got to be a part of that, I think is what really touched a lot of people and sent you out mm -hmm. on speaking engagements and really ministering to post-abortive mothers and women. And um, yeah, I think just has really put you as somebody that women trust and go to because mm -hmm. of your vulnerability within that. So mm -hmm. I think that was really, really beautiful as well. So moving on to, cause we need to wrap up here in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Season two of the women in my world podcast. Yes. What little spoilers can you give us about this season? <laughs> what can you tell us about the upcoming season? Mm -hmm. Whether you share names of who's going to be on or not. Yeah. Um, I've heard rumors that there might be some of the men in your world coming on as well, mm -hmm. which we love all of the men in our mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. What do you want to share? Yeah. Well, season two is Chuck, Full of great um, content. We're going to have some some podcasts where it's going to be fun. We're going to do some really cool things that are a little different than the interviews. We've got great guests. Uh, Micah is producing this round and um, pray for me. <laughs> It's all new. Mm, it's like wrangling cats, you know, <laughs> getting us all in one place. Listen, I'm a cat person. Uh, I know how to do this. See, he chose the right one. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm excited because some of the men in my world who really have influenced me mm -hmm. and have cheerleaded me through this process uh, are going to be on. Mm -hmm. um, and I, some of the women that I'm really excited to share, even their journeys, just to hear about some of the new projects that they're working on, what God's called them to. Maybe out of being a stay-at-home mom, maybe calling them back into being a stay-at-home mom. You never know. But um, we're gonna we're gonna be tackling a lot of topics, and then yeah, you, you just you don't want to miss out because you're gonna be uh, also able to go through. We're gonna do some giveaways. We're gonna be sharing different highlights on the women in my world, and um, yeah, lots of lots of uh, pre-interviews to new movies and television shows and um, new books. So make sure you join us. I think what I'm excited about for this season is that we're going to have a lot of, well, at least a couple women we have in the lineup are more of the behind the scenes people, mm -hmm. because I know a lot of, um, you know, Sherry and I are both comfortable in front of the camera, but a lot of women don't want to be in front of the camera, but there's right. so many places for that. Like we need yeah. that. We need the writers. We need the script supervisors. We need the producers and the talent agents and the casting mm -hmm. directors. Like we need those people. Mm -hmm. And I think they're so important. I know that's a big part of your heart in this industry as well as bringing up women mm -hmm. in every part of the film yeah. industry, you yeah. know, because a lot of times the behind the scenes stuff is pretty, you know, physical kind of grueling work that, you, mm -hmm. but it's also very like, particular you have to know how to do it before yeah. you get the work you have to know how to do the work before you get the work and like where do you go to learn this and let right. unless you want to pay thousands upon thousands of dollars for school which is like great do that but 
some women that's not their path, you know? So like, how can we be bringing those mm-hmm. women up? So I'm excited that this will be a little bit of mm-hmm. helping women who maybe really feel called to the industry, but they're like, but I don't want to be an actor, you know? Right. Or like, right. I don't, I don't know where business I fit. Owners. Yeah. Yeah. Business owners that are making a difference. Women business yeah. owners. We have educators coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's, it's exciting to bring different aspects of the industry all together. So the last Mm -hmm. thing we're going to do is I ask some of your listeners, your followers on Instagram Mm -hmm. to send in some questions. So we're going to just read, go through a couple of those really quick. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's see. says, you are such a good actress. I know this is not a question. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Words of encouragement, affirmation, my love language. So what has God been teaching you recently? Hmm. Gosh, such two things very quickly. God has been teaching me one to always remember in any situation to take off my shoes and worship first. Mm. The war has already been won, Mm. but I need to start with worship. And that's something number one, he's been teaching me. Number two, he has said to me over and over again recently, stop striving and know that I'm God. (laughs) And I think when the bigger the task is, we strive and we're, um, a lot of times we even find ourselves in situations where we're somewhat discontent. Mm. And so we find ourselves striving even mm. more. And so he was very much to say, stop striving and know that I'm God. Mm. And um, yeah, so those are my two things that he's really been speaking to my heart. Yeah. And I love that. I brought it up before, but your wonderful husband, Matt. Mm-hmm. has reminded you like mm-hmm. which I think is so cool because this industry is changing a lot and, and yes. we need a new system in this industry we yes. need we need change in so many ways in the country in this industry in mm-hmm. so many things in the church mm-hmm. but um I feel like God just put on his heart and he shared with you is like don't look back don't look aside like just look up like we're yeah. not doing what we did back then it's gonna look totally yeah. different like you yeah. probably were never like oh I'm gonna have a studio in my basement like <laughs> that's a thing yeah. you know yeah that's um so I just think that's so beautiful and that just plays in my mind a lot where it's like, hey, don't look back, just mm-hmm. just look up. It's mm-hmm. going to look different. Mm-hmm. might be scary because it's a new path. Blazing a new trail isn't easy. No. Um, so I just think that's beautiful. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things, you know, Matt has said to me recently and it's so encouraging to know that um, we don't have to look back. We only have to look up to find our resources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is your fall Starbucks order? Oh gosh, pumpkin spice and everything nice. <laughs> That's like the easiest it's, thing in the world. We can't. We can't yeah. No pumpkin spice. Like there's a reason it's. There's a reason it's so popular. Yeah. It's basic, but it, there's a reason. No, it's so good. Okay, how do you? This is from Amber Sterner. Who, oh, spoiler. She might possibly be on this <laughs> season later on. Um, she says, "How do you schedule your mm. time as a creative?" personally and professionally? Great question. Um, as spe- I think specifically as a creative, we're, we're kind of all over the place, <laughs> right? And so we can get distracted really easily. And so, you know, one thing I will say, I feel like the Lord has blessed me with is, and I always kind of joke around about this, um, is that I use both sides of my brain. Mm-hmm. So I'm really a, a lefty and a righty, <laughs> but I have, I have to make sure that I'm engaging them at the right times. That's the, the thing. And so it's being very diligent to get up in the morning and keep my morning routine, uh, staying physically fit, making sure I get enough sleep, getting up in the morning, spending my time with the Lord before digging into my phone, mm-hmm. uh, working, really preparing myself for the day. And then I'm a person I do like lists. I like to go off through a checklist. I like to make sure that I have everything in order. And um, that's really how I work through that. Now, as a creative, I will tell you there's times that 
I'm trying to learn to be better to step away knowing that social media or there are certain things that require my um, attention for some time, but I like to make sure that I can step away and dedicate that time to it so that when I go back to my other efforts, I'm not distracted. And then last, the one that we will end it on is Mm. I'm not in the industry. Can I still be an influence to others? Oh my goodness. Yes. In fact, what I would say to all women and everyone that's listening to this is you are an influencer and the women in my world is really about creating Christ, like the disciples, right? That's what we're about. And in today's world, we are all influencers with our voice, with our lives. We're to be salt and light. We are to be the city on the hill. We um, we are influencers. And so no matter where God puts you, no matter what you're doing, no matter what part of an industry that you're in, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a wife, or maybe you're caretaking parents mm-hmm. at this point in your life, whatever that looks like, you are an influencer. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you think at the end of the day that you're not in entertainment or media, in reality, you actually kind of are because you're using a cell phone the majority of the time, whether you're sharing pictures on IG or Facebook or whatever the platform might be. And really you have an opportunity to influence people day in and day out. Might not be always sharing a gospel message, Mm -hmm. but just the way that you live your life day in and day out, loving others, serving them, and, and that in itself is influence. Yes, absolutely. I mm-hmm. love that. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, make sure you go to the women in my www.womeninmyworld.org. You can learn more about Sherry's heart for this. Um, if you want to donate and become a part of it, please do that there. If you know somebody who would want to partner with us and, and donate and so that we can create the content and mm-hmm. raise up women to be the influencers and give them the, Um, tools that they need in their toolbox to become uh, a more Christ-like influencer. You can share all that there and keep up with us there. Mm -hmm. So you can keep up with the updates, sign up for the newsletter. We'll be posting there on our Instagram at the Women in My World and then Sherry's Instagram and all of that. And Mm -hmm. we look forward to seeing what God continues to do and see you soon.